0: We here are all such innovative people. So I am telling you, if you want to change the world, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to build the Iron Man suit, you're at Georgia Tech.
1: You can do that. If you want to play theme music during your convocation speech like a badass, we're at Georgia Tech.
0: We can do that. I am doing that
1: and we are doing this. This is the podcast known as What's the Good Word? It is the podcast about Georgia Tech athletics by Georgia Tech alum and fans for Georgia Tech alum and fans. My name is Stephen. I am the alum. His name is Joshua. He is the fan, and you guys are all the alum and fans that we do this show for. But I'll start with my co-host, with the fan, Joshua. Can you tell everyone, as if they don't already know, what's the good word? To hell with Georgia. And if you You're not
0: down with that. I'm sorry, but we have two words for you.
1: Georgia sucks. All right. (laughs) Welcome to episode number 33. If you didn't recognize the uh, classic wrestling reference from Joshua the fan, we are recording this during the first week of April. We have come uh, off of WrestleMania season for wrestling fans And there is something very pertinent to Georgia Tech and to its alum and fans as it pertains to WrestleMania. This is episode number 33 of What's the Good Word? And at WrestleMania 33, six years ago, the main event was The Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns defeated The Undertaker. And that should have been The Undertaker's retirement, but that's another story. WrestleMania 39 just happened, and Joshua and I, as hosts of What's the Good Word, would like to acknowledge the Tribal Chief, who is now on a, at this point, a 948-day reign as WWE Undisputed Heavyweight Universal Champion. And his name is Roman Reigns, but the listeners of this show who are alum and fans of Georgia Tech, know him as Joe Anawati, former defensive tackle at Georgia Tech, war number 96, played, uh, I believe, in the early 2000s, went on to go into the family business when, he, when his NFL career did not take off. And boy, did his family business career take off because he is now known as Roman Reigns. I mean, he's related to The Rock. So, I mean, if anybody who
0: follows wrestling knows he comes from wrestling royalty.
1: Well, yeah, he's related to Rikishi. He's related to Umaga. He's related to uh, Yokozuna. I mean, that family is more than just The Rock. Now, The Rock is the most famous. I went with the the people that the
0: casual fan would know.
1: That's right. He's related
0: to the biggest movie star in the world, not Afa and Sika.
1: So, listen, Roman Reigns, Joe Annawai, who is. The tribal chief and the WWE undisputed heavy, heavyweight, undisputed, undisputed heavyweight universal WWE champion. And again, what would we like to say to him? He's
0: the one we acknowledge. We acknowledge the tribal chief. Fantastic.
1: All right, let's get into uh, other Georgia Tech news. Down since day one ish. <laughs> and our ish is uh, not day one enough, but we are continuing to go on. So and that was sports entertainment as one of my friends says uh, about professional wrestling it's the only sport where they at least acknowledge that it's fixed unlike the other sports but uh that's another <laughs> that's another episode for another time and my conspiracy theory friend shout out to Jay I hope you're doing well uh we it's episode number 33 we've got some sports news uh Joshua we're going to Kickoff. We're going to do some football. We're going to do some baseball. We've got some tennis. We've got some golf, and then tell everybody about the the uh, larger portion at the end of the show. What are we going to talk about in depth?
0: Uh, the basketball team, because the roster we already know is going to look massively different. Um, we'll get into it in the chunk, but if you pay attention to Twitter, you you kind of know a lot of what's going to happen here. Um, there's uh, Damon Stoudemire is shaping his roster. Let's let's keep it that way.
1: Right. And not a lot of not a lot of leaks at this point in time. But then again, he doesn't necessarily have his staff together, but he has made some moves and we are going to talk about that. Before we do that, why don't we kick it off? Joshua, you have a little bit of football recruiting news that we would like to talk about. I do indeed. So Georgia Tech
0: hot on the recruiting trail. Jeff Call or not. Jeff, holy cow. Br- Brent Key. Brent Key is out here doing work, more work than Jeff Collins ever did. Um, he picked up another commitment for the class of 2024, and remember, ladies and gentlemen, we're in April. This, these people will not be signing their lois until December. Um, so he's he's putting in work right now, but he picked up another linebacker recruit by the name of Demontre Gaston. Well done, like from the man. Disney movie. That's um, right. He is from Pensacola, he Florida. Pensacola, Florida, uh, Pensacola Catholic High School, 6'1, 200 pounds at linebacker. Give or take, according to the 24 7 composite, about top 65 in the linebacker rankings, uh, top 700 nationally. Did have 11 other offers from such schools as Florida Atlantic, Georgia State, Memphis, Tulane and wake forest so he at least had some uh power five high fcs offers he also plays two ways in high school right now he's currently getting snaps at db and wide receiver he did that as a junior uh but he's listed as a linebacker so basically what i'm hearing is we're getting an athlete who has played multiple different positions in high school um it's up to the staff to coach him up so we'll we'll see how that goes um Solid rank. For those that do care about that stuff, and for those that are curious, Georgia Tech does have five commits in their class. They currently sit 23rd in the 24-7 sports overall recruiting rankings, higher than Tech has more or less ever ranked in
1: a while. So... I love how five recruits into the recruiting class, they've already got ranks. I mean, I know they just do them all the time. Well, they're so – they, I mean, they've got these guys ranked
0: already. You know, they've got the stars out there, the 24-7 composite, yada, yada, yada.
1: It, it's its a formula. Yeah. Moving right along, a little bit of tennis news. In the latest ITA Division I men's tennis rankings, Georgia Tech men's tennis was once again represented – for the top in singles and doubles we're going to just highlight number uh number seven ranked Andre Martin he climbed from number 34 to number seven in just a week the reason the junior did that is because he earned two singles victories not just against ACC opponents from Florida State Miami both players he defeated over the weekend were both nationally ranked players He is currently on a six-match win streak with 12 wins over nationally ranked players. He's 6-1 and in ACC competition and has won eight of his last 10 matches and, again, six in a row. So Andre Martin, number seven-ranked ITA singles tennis player in the country. We salute you, sir. Well done. Keep up the good work. And to all the men's and women's tennis team, keep doing the work. You guys are getting some rankings and getting some wins, so keep keep making things happen. Absolutely, baseball, I believe, is next. We the team continues to take us on a roller coaster ride of both ups and downs. Well,
0: I will tell you what, man, there's no such thing as a boring week in Georgia Tech baseball. Now. <laughs> There's a sad week of of baseball, but there's no such thing as boring. So to start off with the weekday game, Georgia Tech just doesn't seem to want to win these. I don't know what it is, Uh, but Georgia Tech was playing Georgia State uh, this Tuesday. They went 14 innings. Game lasted five and a half hours, and it ended up being a 12 to 11 loss for the Yellow Jackets. Now it could have been worse. Georgia Tech was down two with two outs, two on in the top of the ninth. Christian Campbell was able to smash an RBI single and uh, tie the game. And, in fact, I believe took a lead on the game, or on that play, due to some throwing errors. But then, with that run, um, in the bottom of the night, they couldn't close it down as Joseph Manelli gave up an unearned run. And, uh, obviously, that goes 14 long and just not – Not the greatest day in the world. Uh, Jack DeLeo did go three for seven with a double and home run um, because he's Jack DeLeo, of course. He's just Jack DeLeo. Um, You also had Drew Compton with four hits on the day. Uh, Jackson Finley and Jaden Jackson had two hits. Not going to say anything about the pitching staff because they did not pitch very well. Uh, But then the weekend series traveled to Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts to take on the number 13 ranked Boston College. Um Eagles. And in some good news, Georgia Tech did take a game off them, a nationally ranked team. First game, they won five to four on that Friday. They got a strong start from Luke schmolke Five innings, two hits, one run, four walks, four strikeouts. He, I believe, he's four and oh on the season. Uh you also got a uncharacteristic game from Jack DeLeo, or Jake DeLeo, where he went 0 for 4.
1: Yeah, but Christian Campbell,
0: 2. two for three. Listen, Jack and Jake look very similar, and I may or may not be dyslexic. Not 100% sure, but either way. um, Yeah, so four RBIs in the game from Drew Compton, so he had quite the game. uh, But unfortunately, it would not get better the rest of the week. There was a very close game. Georgia Tech actually had a well-pitched game on Saturday. They did lose 3-1, to but they only gave up three runs. Three runs. The offense just kind of deserted them in their hour of need. Uh, Chris Flynn, the starter for Boston College, went six innings with those six hits and get struck out nine while Georgia Tech got a mediocre start from Jackson Finley, five innings, five hits, three runs, five strikeouts.
1: But and yeah, then listen, they- listen, listen. So they lost that second game three to one after winning on Friday and the offense said, don't worry, we'll pick it back up. They scored 12 runs on Sunday. so surely that really helped them close out that series scoring 12 runs.
0: The tongue-in-cheek is is palpable, uh, Stephen. Uh, no, that is that is not indeed – nowhere close to what happened. Georgia Tech, in the final game to take the series, gave up a grand total, ladies and gentlemen, of 24 runs on the day. I don't know what to tell you other than they use what? so many pitchers that on the PDF score sheet there's not even a totals line. And it stretches down. They used one, two, three,
1: four, five, six, seven, eight, ten arms. Ten arms. You know what that tells me? That was a peewee game.
0: It was something. And it was relatively – I mean, it wasn't great, but five runs given up by Cody Carwile. You had Jackson Vaughn, Joseph Manley, and Ben King. They didn't give up any runs. Uh, But then Dimitri Diamantz. Gave up five runs, two of them earned. Noah Samoa gave up two. Dalton Smith gave up three. Josiah Siegel gave up two. Drew Byers gave up six runs in a third of an inning, which I believe is where the Doors officially flew off the uh, game. Uh, It's it's just Georgia Tech also left um, 10 on base. Boston College left 15, which sounds good, except for the fact that they scored 24 um, I there's not much else to really say about this. You know, Jake DeLeo went two for six with four RBIs, four RBI game from Jack DeLeo, Jack DeLeo was conspicuously absent from the game. Um,
1: yeah, I just right. man, so listen, listen, bad day all around. Georgia Jack baseball currently sits at 17 and 11. They are six and six in the conference. They are 13 and four at home. And they're three and six away and one and one at neutral sites so as i as i said to open the segment the baseball team continues to ride the roller coaster look they are going to be around the middle of the acc they, they have a chance to be in the top half so they could potentially make some noise by the end of the season if they can find any way to kind of get any kind of consistent pitching their offense has a chance to keep them in almost every game This team will go as far as the offense takes them and the deep and the pitching allows the offense to take them. That is what this team is. They're very young and they've got some great hitters, including the Jack slash Jake DeLeo and Anthony. Yeah.
0: And Jackson Finley.
1: I do have some breaking
0: news. This just came in. Uh, Georgia Tech was playing Georgia Southern on the day that we're recording this on Tuesday. Georgia Tech finally won a weekday game. They finally were able to take the win at Georgia Tech. They won 13 to 7. Um, Tech had 18 hits. And on top of that, they also had 18 strikeouts of Georgia Southern. Wow. Not oh, Take it. In terms of hitting, in terms of pitching. So they were able to sit them down without them putting it in play. But when they did put it in play, it seems like they scored some runs. Re- so
1: re- reset the, reset the, the, the team. Uh, that's a good rebound. Yeah. That's a good rebound. Yeah. All right, a uh, couple other quick things that uh, I want to wrap up here before we get into talking about the transfer portal and Damon Stoudemire. Do want to mention, since we've talked about the baseball team, do want to mention the softball team. Uh, they are currently standing at a record of 18-18. and 18. Unfortunately, in the conference, they are 2-10. and 10 we had said at the beginning of the season they were they had a good winning record that looked like they weren't necessarily playing a powerhouse out of conference and that's because the ACC softball is is just as strong as the baseball maybe not the top division but they're very very good and unfortunately the lady jackets are struggling a bit to this point 2 and 10 hopefully they can get some wins and and turn some series around i do want to mention also in golf, two things. Larry Mize announced that this will be his 40th and final Masters tournament this year, and also former Yellow Jacket Matt Kuchar finished third at this recent Valero Open. It got him cl- just close enough, just on the cusp. Unfortunately, he will not be playing at the Masters. You need to be in the top 50. He, If he had won that event, he would have Uh, been inside the top 50 and would have been able to qualify. He finished third. At one point, he was second right on the heels and just didn't quite close the deal. But still, a top three finish for Cooch. We appreciate that. Sorry he will not be able to play in the Masters. And I want to mention that Georgia Tech Jr., Christo Lamprecht, has been named the ACC Golfer of the Month for March. He's co-Golfer of the Month for March sharing the honor with Virginia freshman Ben James. He is a junior, and he posted a fifth and sixth uh, top ten finishes of the year and led the Jackets to a pair of runner-up team finishes at the Linger Longer Invitational and also at the Goodwin during the month of March. At the Linger Longer, Tech finished ahead of Vanderbilt, the nation's number one team, and Lamprick beat the nation's top player, Gordon Sargent of Vanderbilt. Tech also finished ahead of the only top 10 team at the Goodwin, which was Stanford. So kudos to Christo Lamprecht for being co-ACC golfer of the month. Both the softball, tennis, and golf stories I did get from ramblinrec.com. Great place to check up on all tech athletics and sports. One other thing before we go into the transfer portal on the basketball team you were mentioning football and I failed to mention the gold white game is happening on Saturday, April 15th, go to ramblinrec.com. You can find out how to get tickets, how to go to that game would be a great way to kick off the Brent key era to get more than a handful of people. And it should be a beautiful day in the middle of April.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Joe, check out all the, all the young prospects. uh, Some of the guys that we're hoping to see step up this year make the team a little bit
1: better. We want to, yes, we want to see them go from, we want to see them. Well, I don't know. I was thinking of something. I got nothing. I've got a headache. It's Tuesday and Georgia tech gave up 24 runs against Boston college. So I'm a little, I'm a little miffed, but it is time to talk about hope. Joshua, it is time for you to take us to the portal.
0: Well, um, into the portal. It's quite crowded, especially on the yellow jacket side. So, We did mention that with a new head coach, there was always the potential for a big roster turnover. And the fact of the matter is that that is exactly what we are seeing right now. As of this recording, and all this has happened within the past week, five Georgia Tech basketball players have officially entered their name into the transfer portal. Now, when I start naming you these guys, you're going to probably, not to toot our own horns, but you're going to go, hey, Stephen and Joshua were saying that those guys are probably going to hit the portal. And that's exactly what's happened. So the first one to hit the portal was Fred Pauls Bogaskis. Um, Your guy. Friend the of the sh- show. The sho- that's right. Friend of the sho- The shooter. Friend of the show. Fred Pauls. <laughs> um, unfortunately, he hit the portal. Uh, something inside of me broke a little bit. I wanted to see the the big Lat- the Latvian shooter pan out uh in a surprise something in a move that surprised absolutely zero people that paid attention to georgia tech basketball rodney howard also hit the portal and we look forward to seeing him in division two or some very low level division one playing in front of 500 people
1: Um, And, and, and we'll stop there as as we continue down the list i do want you to know as as show hosts joshua and i were texting back and forth With Fred Pauls, I I was worried for a brief moment of Joshua's emotional well-being with the amount of exclamation points that went after the no as he sent me the link. My response to the Rodney Howard news was very similar to what Joshua had, but I was the first one to commit it to text, which was, don't let the door hit you on your way out. Uh, He's a good soldier. Seems like a nice guy. I wish him the best in his professional career, but it will not be in basketball. And I... Be curious where he ends up. If someone yeah. needs a, someone needs a, a big person to get in the way, just don't throw him the ball. Then Rodney's your guy. He won't. A he won't human. Yeah, yes. he won't block anything. Well, there's three other guys, he certainly can't catch passes. But yes,
0: there are three other guys. Unfortunately, Jermonte uh, Hill, who I believe, was a walk on at Georgia Tech. He was. Uh, you'll remember him? He had that nice transition slam and a blowout. Uh, he is officially entering the portal. Uh, he seems like he's got some good tools there. Um, he might be able to play uh, a decent amount of minutes at a lower level. So, let him nothing but the best. Um, I had my mental moment. Steven's going to have his right here. Uh, his friend of the show, Kirill Martinov, has also entered the portal, which, again, makes sense. Both him and Fred Pauls recruited by Passner. Now that Pastner's no longer there, you know makes sense to go somewhere
1: else. and not only were they recruited they were projects they were freshmen this year they each yeah. got in a few games mostly garbage time Kirill did make one a semi-appearance where you know and they showed some tools Fred Paul's a good shooter from Latvia Kirill uh from up in Canada you know I he's from New know, Jersey
0: he, he's, but okay
1: yeah he's got some he's got some size and some and, and you know we again we wish him the best they were freshmen I, clearly they're not in Damon's plans
0: Yes, and uh, last but not least, we mentioned it as well, Jordan Mecca. Um, the, I'm going to call him Houdini because there was just he just disappeared for long stretches of time. He wasn't even on the bench. We had no idea where he was. Um, he will be transferring as well. Um, so that's five guys, including the two graduating players. That is seven roster spots that Damon Sodemeyer will have the option and ability to fill. Um, I believe yes. – just as a quick
1: reminder, rule,
0: because Coleman and Germante were technically walk-ons, there will be one, two, three. There's gonna be five scholarship spots, but one of them has already been taken up.
1: Okay, so the two the two seniors you were mentioning was Coleman Boyd, who was a walk-on and cheerleader of the uh, at the end yes. of the bench, and then Mr. Franklin, who we will sorely miss and so sorely. enjoy watching him play for a season. So. So, yeah, so there are five. You said there are five scholarship spots available? Yes, and
0: one of them has already been claimed as of right now by Ebenezer Dewona. I hope I am saying his name right. The Ghana native from the Heritage School is transferring into Georgia Tech. He has been at NC State the past three years, uh, freshman years in 2020, and 21. Uh, Look at his numbers on basketball reference. You're not necessarily going to be, uh, you know, shocked. You're not going to be like, oh, my goodness, he's so good. His career average is 2.6 points and 2.3 personal fouls. Sorry, Uh, 2.7 rebounds. I was reading the next number over. I want to make sure everybody knows he does seem to foul. Um, But this is the number that I think is most important, and it's going to be very big. He averages in his career 1.2 blocks per game in 16.2 minutes. So the kid's a rim protector. If you look at his stats at NC State, he did start 27 games. His sophomore year, 21, 22, uh, seemed to kind of get demoted last year due to a few different things, only started three games, played about 11 minutes. Um, he's a big body, you know, I mean, he's not. He's 6'11", right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's 6'11", 235. Um, he's not going to give you much more on offense than Rodney did, but he's going to give you a lot more on defense. Um, he's a much better athlete. He, he blocks a lot more shots. Uh, he kinda, he yeah. can kind of help lock down the pain a little bit.
1: He potentially has two years of eligibility, correct? I believe so, yes. He,
0: I, he might, the freshman year, I believe, would fall under the COVID
1: year. And he is, from all intents and purposes of what I've seen, so the Heritage School is here in, in just South Atlanta. It is a private school. It's, it's kind of become a, a place where some athletes go yeah. to, to get development. He, he seems to be a great student. He seems to be just a, you know, community involvement, just top-notch kind of guy. And he was a he was a three-star recruit, I believe, when he came out. He mm-hmm. is, is limited on offense, but he's a big body. He can take up space, and he is a rim protector, like you said, which we really did not have, even though Jayvon was overachieving. Uh, and and really got some a lot of blocks and what I what I when I was reading his stats what I saw was oh this is Jordan Mecca this is our Mecca who's a who could be now maybe he's not as freakishly athletic as Mecca but mech when you read those personal fouls and points I'm like yeah that's Mecca he'd come in the game and he'd have two points two fouls and two blocks and three rebounds I mean that that's what he does So he's
0: not as undersized as Mecca because Mecca was 6'8". Right.
1: And this guy's thicker. And so, you know, and and he's older. So, you know, he's he has had some ACC playing experience. He started a lot of games two years ago. He still got in games and averaged about 10, 11 minutes. So is he ready to take the next step? What does Damon see? Is Damon just kind of filling spots at this point?
0: I'd be willing to bet he's going to be a bench guy. As of, I mean, I would hope so, if that's who you're bringing in to be your starting center. That's not not necessarily a great great thing. But, I mean, again, Stoudemire's got a ton of spots to fill. He has no incoming freshmen, so he could fill this entire team with transfers if he wanted to and really make this one of the older teams. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll it, it's one of those moves where it's like once you see who, who else he brings in, it might look a little bit better
1: the the best news I would say out of the transfer portal to this point and we are what in week two of Damon Stoudemire's uh and of his process here the best news is none of the none of the top six that were remaining who have eligibility have declared
0: yeah so that was something I did want to mention um I would assume I'm just I'm not gonna like make predictions I'm gonna give my thoughts kind of on that because like we said because it's a new coach, pretty much everybody is on the on the table for transferring. I would be willing to bet Lance Terry stays just because he's only got one more year of eligibility left. And because he's already transferred, he would have to get a waiver from the NCAA to play again. And, you know, I don't know if he necessarily wants to do that. I think he found a spot that he's relatively comfortable in. I agree. So I'd be willing to bet Lance stays. Um, Miles is going to be the interesting one. It, that's going to really kind of be the determination of... Is Stodemeyer able to connect with some people and kind of sell his vision? Because I mean to me, it's a it's a very simple sell to him, like you're gonna be the guy, like you're our best player. If you come back next year, you're gonna get shots.
1: Well, I, I'm gonna take what you just said there and I'm gonna expand it because if I think this is I I, I don't think it takes a rocket science to figure out you know, Lance Terry, Sturdivant, Miles Kelly, uh, Debo, Davon, and who am I missing? Jalen Moore. And Jalen Moore. You, you take those five guys, six guys, and you go, hey guys, you know Josh was playing all of you. There is nothing that will change all of that. And and, and you played forty minutes. I'm going to try and get you some some rest. But th- it it it's your team. I'm the coach, but it's your team. And they well, were all no, that
0: team just sucked. So well, but you know you, you want to bring in more talent.
1: I agree with that. I, 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 definitely think he wants to bring in more transfers, but the idea being you are, you are going to be integral to what I do because they've got two more years and it's like, look, you know, you, you, you can build something here and build it with me, but I, I don't think he's going to come in. I, he clearly is not going to come in and go, you know, it's my way or the highway. I got a hold, you know, like uh, the, the famous story of Dion going into Colorado and goes, so bunch of you better transfer. You know, and I'm um, exaggerating, but the idea being that I think he sees these. this is the talent. Now, if I can add talent to this and we can get deeper, let's see what we can do in, in the first year.
0: I I don't know. I think that everything's on the table because this team has not been good the last two years. So I don't think that he should feel in any way married to any of the guys on this roster except okay, for maybe well, the
1: miles. Then the question becomes how many – okay, so you, he's going to bring in nine guys? LSU replaced their entire
0: roster last year. So, I mean, it's not a great way, but I'm just saying, like, you've got to do something because just running it back with the same core, because as of now, the only guys that have transferred it out were guys that didn't play. Uh, you've got you've to change something. You're playing the same guys, the same kind of minutes isn't going to – changing good. the offensive scheme isn't going to
1: add 10 wins. That's not what I'm – well, I, <laughs> yeah. in basketball, it can um okay hey, either listen. way whoa whoa Josh Passner came in in his first year and took the team to the NIT finals because of the system now you can argue oh well he brought in Okogie. okay yeah that helped basketball more than anything else can turn kind of on one player so he can have this core if he adds the right player if he adds the right two or three players if he gives a little bit of depth and they can run more and they can, you know, we were talking about, you know, to some extent, the Princeton offense was kind of confining. Running a different system might help. So I think
0: no, I think the biggest thing that you said was if they bring in a, the right two or three guys, that would really change the team. Because mm-hmm. that would mean everybody slides down into a spot that's a little bit more comfortable. Miles doesn't have to be the number one. He can be more of a two or three. Debo becomes more of a spot up shooter and glue guy as opposed to being the number two option. Jalen Moore becomes much more of a bench spark plug. Same thing with Dave On Smith. That's what I'm talking about. I the way that you were wording it, it seemed like you were saying, Oh, these are going to be the main five guys and you bring in people around them to like
1: supplement. Okay. That all right. Well, that's what I said. That's, that's how what... I heard it okay what I'm saying is I think Damon is meeting with those guys and saying you can be part of this I, I yeah. need to build now now build around you doesn't mean oh it's all about you but we need you know hey I want you guys to stay. I think I can use you in, in what I'm trying to build and it's again they're 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 kind of re they're selling he's selling you know we'll see we'll see i I, I think. I don't know the timeline of, of the transfer portal as far as when coaches leave, but I it seems like in today's world, with short attention span and Instagram and Snapchat stories, that if they haven't left yet, I mean, I guess give it another week or two and let's see.
0: They can leave whenever.
1: So, I know. They can,
0: like, I said, but they, like I said, Kelly's going to be the hardest one because he's the one that showed the most. He'll probably get the most interest. Um, I think Lance and Kyle are probably the two guys that are more or less guaranteed to come back because they probably wouldn't find a better option anywhere else. They've already
1: transferred once and various things. Since you gave yourself a little credit for, hey, I heard Joshua and Steven talking about that. Of the remaining players, of and the ones we talked about, the ones who got significant minutes last year. Give me your give me a wild and crazy prediction of if any of them leave, who do you think and it and if you have absolutely no idea and you're like yeah, just be specul. I mean, of course it's speculating. It might just be throwing a dart, but who do you think leaves, if anybody else?
0: I think Debo would be uh, an interesting because I think that the there's the allure of if he moves down to a bit of a lower level, he'll have the ball in his hands more. I don't know if that's going to be a selling point, but I, again, if it really would, for me with him would come down to if Pasner gets another job somewhere, if he gets picked up by another team, I think Debo would be very keen on joining him uh, because of the whole story behind them. Other than him, I would say pff, that's the issue because most of the other guys are already transfers. So like Dave on already transferred from Mississippi state. So he would have to get a waiver as with Kyle. So other than him, maybe Jalen Moore, if he felt like his spot was threatened, he could go somewhere else and kind of get more touches and
1: develop more. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. So I think uh, I'm going to predict, I don't think anybody else, I don't think any of the guys we just talked about, again, the top six that played significant minutes, I don't think any of the any, anyone else is leaving. I think they're all staying. I think by this time, I think Damon has spent the first couple weeks evaluating the team and talking to them. I think the guys that left were told what what was what. I think Kirill oh, and Fred Paulis – I think they were told you, you know go go get some minutes somewhere else. I I think the guys that are left have been have you know have been sold to this point and I don't think anyone else will leave I'll agree with you if there's one that I would predict I think it would be Debo and I only think Debo will go to wherever Josh lands or or he stays because you said you know oh he'd have the ball in his hands more Debo Coleman has shown to me he is a team first player and and a lot of people, but he is he doesn't care. I think he wants to win. I don't think he cares if the ball is in his hands. He he did yeah, so many was, little things.
0: As I was thinking about it, I was like, "Well, no, because he's made a lot of sacrifices. That's why I kind of hit it." Was like, "I don't know how important that is to him." So yeah, again, it would really come down to do some of the guys lower down in the pecking
1: order want more on ball opportunities. All right. Well. Uh we have come to the end of the transfer portal. We are coming back from the portal. We'll keep you posted of what happens. So so far the score is what four to four to one against five to one. Five to one. He's just getting started. He's got some spots and we wish still is now an assistant coach. Right. Yeah. It's so a one man crew. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know at what point we should be worried about that, but I think he's I think he's working his connections to this point and trying to get some players and then he'll fill out his staff when it's time to do summer workouts and stuff. So we will wrap up this show. It is time for us to go into the podcast portal. And speaking of the podcast portal, Joshua, remind everybody if they want to give us their opinion, if they want to tell us how wrong we are and tell us how smart they are and and how to find. Uh, how to find the square root of things and how to take the derivative of things and 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 find the derivative of the transfer portal, how should they get in touch with the show?
0: I can't help with all the last stuff that you talked about, but um, if they want to tell us how wrong we are about stuff, they can email me at joshuajulian26 at outlook.com. Julian is spelled J-U-L-I-A-N. joshuajulian26 at
1: outlook.com. Before we wrap up, I will wrap up with an alumni joke. Uh, when Before I got to tech, I took an AP Calculus class in high school and my high school teacher gave me some great advice for the AP test. This advice would never work at a tech exam, but on the AP test, you you had, you did not, you got the same, you could actually get some partial credit. You could actually get a few spare points if you did a couple things right in a problem, even though you didn't get the entire problem right. And my calculus teacher said when you're taking the ap test when in doubt just take the derivative and he said if you if you just have no idea about a problem or just in doubt whenever in doubt on the calculus ap test just take the derivative because maybe you'll get a couple points so that was my ap story before i got to tech other alum will enjoy other stories but for joshua as the fan and this is steven as the alum we do want to wrap up this show by asking not about derivatives or other tech alum stuff, but we want to ask a very important question. What's the-